Hey guys, what's up? It's Olivia and I'm back here with Real and Relentless. A few things have changed on this podcast since the last few months that we have been recording, but they're awesome things. We're super excited about these things and it's kind of a new way for me to move forward with this podcast. Alexa and I have been friends for a while and we went into this podcast thinking it wouldn't be a problem. We live an hour and a half apart and that our busiest schedules wouldn't stop us from having time to record. But sadly, it definitely got in the way, but we do plan on having some upcoming podcasts for you on here. But from here on out, I will be taking over the podcast, and that's something I'm super excited about. I came to Alexa a few months ago to a year ago telling her I'd wanted to start a podcast for a while. Thus became Real and Relentless, which was a name I was just dying to have in a podcast I was so eager to create. That's a community I still want to build and a platform I still long to have. Podcasting has been so much fun and it was even more fun doing it with a friend, but I'm so excited to kind of sit down with you guys and have more of a relaxed chit chat. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear all about the new and the upcoming Real and Relentless. All right, guys. So before I start and dive into this episode today, I do feel like it's my responsibility to address everything that's been going on in the world today. Devastating as it is and as upsetting and disgusting as it is, We are dealing with a lot of racial inequality, and that's been something our country has dealt with for years and years and years. And as a white woman, I guess I didn't ever really understand the extent to which that still existed. That's something I want to educate myself on, I want to be better about, and I want to help educate other people on. It's something I support. It's something I want you guys to support. It's something I want you guys to talk about, be better about, and educate other people on. There are a ton of movies out there. I just watched Just Mercy a few months ago and it was absolutely incredible and that's one that a lot of people are actually speaking about right now. A big movie going around as far as education. Make sure to check the notes in today's podcast. I will link the movie Just Mercy which is actually up online for free right now so you guys can all log in and watch it and I will tag the Black Lives Matter movement as well so you guys can support as much as you'd like to. I really appreciate you all, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. Hey guys, what's up? It's Olivia, and I am back here with Real and Relentless, and today I'm going to be talking about staying private in an overly public world. Privacy is something I feel like has been exceptionally underrated, especially since we've transformed our world, our jobs, our livelihood onto a social media platform, pretty much accessible to anyone that really wants to find out who you are, what you're doing, and what you're up to. We've made it really easy for everyone to become a part of our lives, for everyone to see what we're doing, to see how we're feeling, to see what we're going through. And I think there's also a level of that, that it's okay to turn it off. And it's okay to say, no, I don't have to give you this part of me. I don't have to show you this part of my life. And I think this year, that's something I've really valued, is my personal privacy. I love to share things on social media, and I think it's a great platform to connect, a 
great scrapbook, a modern day scrapbook for life. But at the same time, I also think there are lines with it and there are boundaries with it. And I don't know if it's me getting older and realizing the whole world doesn't have to see everything I'm doing for it to be valued, for it to be important. Now that we've transformed, like I said, our lives onto a social network, I think we have a lot of pressure to show up in different ways and to kind of give everybody an insight into what we're doing and what we're up to and how we're feeling. I've just really questioned a lot of the things I do and a lot of my privacy. I think it's okay to have a presence, absolutely. I'm all for that, I think it's wonderful. But I also think it's important to have privacy and I don't think that's something we've really valued enough now that social media exists. I think a lot of people feel like they have the right to know exactly what's going on in your life. And if you're having a lot of people follow you, and anymore that's exceptionally very, very common. I have a ton of people that follow me that I don't even know actually at all. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they work. I don't know what they love. I don't know what they're passionate about. I've never even met some of them. And same with some of my Facebook friends. I don't know if I just added people in high school or junior high and just never got rid of them, but there's so many people on there that just get an in-look and an outlook to my life, and I don't even know their middle name. So I've gotten kind of weird about that lately where I'm like, I don't mind it, but sometimes I just question, am I sharing too much of my life with the wrong crowd. I've definitely kind of changed my outlook on what I share on social media and what part of my life I let the rest of the world into. Privacy and publicity are two very different ends of the spectrum and they both bring so much value to life, to the people around you, to your personal circle, and to your own well-being. It's actually been a year ago today since my dog passed away, my childhood dog, Coconut, and it was one of the hardest experiences for me. I had never lost a pet before that, and he struggled with diabetes for years, and I took care of him the majority of the time when it came to his shots, when it came to his food, when it came to overlooking and watching over him, he'd have seizures and stuff like that and would have to be rushed to the vet. And we almost lost him at least six times where we thought there was absolutely no way he was going to survive. But it brings me back to this time last year. And I remember when he had passed away, I felt as though for me personally, it was so insensitive for me to post about it. And I know for some people it's super helpful because the support means a lot and it's really, really influential in their time of mourning. But for me, it almost felt insensitive because I felt like no one else understood what I was going through and the pain it brought me to lose my dog of 16 years. I almost felt like it wouldn't make me feel better because no one knew exactly how I was feeling. So in that time of my life, I didn't want to share that. It felt really private, my suffering and my mourning over the loss of my dog that I was so close to felt super personal to me. And that was something I didn't want to share with everyone. 
my most important people in my life knew that. They knew how I felt. They knew what I was going through. They knew it was exceptionally hard for me. And it doesn't mean I loved him any less because I didn't post about that. But it was something I felt I had to go through on my own. And sometimes hearing opinions from a lot of different people or comments from people can be overwhelming to me. And it was almost a feeling I wasn't sure how to resonate with. To each and every situation, their own response, their own feeling, their own process. But for me, in that moment in time, in that loss, I didn't feel like anything could amount or equate to what I was already feeling inside. And it almost felt like it made the process a lot harder for me. And I think that's something people need to definitely be open to. Not everyone grieves the same way or processes things the same way. And that's okay. I felt social media wasn't the platform for me to let people know how I felt. I don't know if it's just because I knew the people around me, my core people, knew my heart and they knew my true feelings about it. But I also felt like people that follow me or are friends with me that don't know me personally could have never possibly cared as much as the people that were closest to me. And that was really, really hard. Like, I can't even believe that was a year ago today. It feels almost like lifetimes ago, which is so sad to say because it was such a huge part of my life. I mean, that was 16 years of my life. My childhood, my teens, my 20s, like, he was there through so much of it. And I feel like we were almost even closer than the average human dog relationship because he was so dependent upon me because he did have diabetes he was so dependent on all of us so that was definitely exceptionally difficult and I felt like that wasn't something anyone could have ever fathomed to have understood so for me privacy was exceptionally important in that time of my life and I'm sure other people can relate as well with their own personal experiences and times that privacy felt the most important to them and sometimes for people their process and their best way of handling things or feeling valued and loved is through social platforms but maybe it's just because I'm exceptionally growing more introverted as I get older I truly value the silence and the personal relationships outside of the screen and especially when there's a heavy heart involved I don't know I'm sure you guys can understand to some degree in your own personal life where you felt like your feelings couldn't have been understood by thousands but only few I always wonder you know when people get engaged or they're pregnant they're gonna have their first baby or any of those big moments in life that you really want to share with the world, how many times do we post that without telling the people closest to us first? That's a huge question. It's super, super interesting to me how that works and why we're so gravitated towards social media being our outlet and how wonderful it can be of an outlet. I can't even imagine running businesses without social media. I'm so thankful that we have the platform and that it's so accessible to so many. 
I guess more than anything, I want to let you guys know that it's okay to not share it all. It's okay to turn it off. It's okay to keep personal parts of your life private to you. And you don't owe anyone else an explanation for that. It's okay to pick and choose what you want. Tons of people that aren't super close to you and probably don't even know three facts about you. What you're doing on the daily or what the inner part of your life really looks like. I found that when I was super, super public with my life, which I always have kind of been pretty public with my life on social media up until the last few months, I shared a lot, I posted a lot, I always had a ring around my Instagram, a new story up, inviting someone into my day, into my life, and into what I'm doing. I found that also leaves a lot of room for me having to explain my life, having to answer a lot of questions about it, and leave no room for mystery. And that's one of the most important things to me is creating that conversation with the people closest to me, creating those boundaries, creating that room for personal growth and space and prosperity within the four walls of my life. And that's important to me. I value it a lot. I value not letting every single person into my private feelings and my personal emotions and my every move. It can be great. It can be wonderful. But there are also seasons that you want to shut it down, turn it off, and you want to make space for new things and let things bloom. I want to allow you the freedom to do that. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to publicly be present all the time to exist. And I think that's something I also kind of pondered with a little bit when I took time off of social media for a while. I don't have a Twitter anymore. I do have Facebook, but that's mainly just to run my business pages. And I have Instagram, of course. But I've slowly eliminated social medias from my phone and when I really went off the grid for a while a few months ago I wondered you know do people just don't think I exist because I don't post you know challenge yourself if you really fall off the grid do you find you lose your value your importance or your identity even more because people don't know who you are what you're doing what you're up to and the next move that you're making As I've adjusted to posting pretty minimally on social media, mainly just big events of my life or moments that I love that I want to share every here and there, I've truly almost grown in my confidence as a person outside of the screen and outside of the world's approval of who I am and what I'm doing. I feel like it's almost made me more confident to not show every nook and cranny of my life and invite everyone into every single space that I have to breathe. (laughs) I love watching people live their lives through social media. It can be beautiful and it can be wonderful and it can be an amazing opportunity for so many. It's like a live scrapbook every single day of your life and I think that's amazing and it's so fun and I used to absolutely love doing that just about every single day I used to post. And I love still watching people live vicariously through Instagram and display their lives in a beautiful way. But I also challenge you to 
live your life in a beautiful way outside of Instagram and make sure that things are looking just as beautiful on the outside as they do on the inside on the platform. That's something that we can get caught up in for sure. Showing how wonderful these moments are and not sharing the rough parts and the hard patches of life. And that's a real thing too. That's a very real part of life. The hard times, the inconvenient times, the stressful times. Those are conveniently never the times that are truly portrayed. And I think that's something as a viewer on Instagram you can kind of forget, you kind of look at everyone else's life and you don't see that. You don't see that hard spot. You don't see that insecurity. But it does exist. And I almost feel like when I posted more, I struggled more. I don't know if it was just the pressure of posting and the pressure of being more than what I already was and thinking that that was going to make me happier. But in the long run, I feel like I'm actually exceptionally happier keeping my life pretty low-key. Keeping my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and experiences to myself and the people closest to me has truly almost made me feel like I'm happier as a person. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a refreshing feeling to just fall off and to fall in love with life. I have a friend that never ever posts on social media, and when I mean never, I mean rarely ever, maybe once, twice, three times a year, and she's always been someone I really admired for that because I felt like when I spent time with her, I learned so much about her every single time because I wasn't already seeing it, absorbing it, and hearing about it, and I think that's something I've really grown to respect, love, and admire. And that's something I definitely want to emulate is something that starts a conversation. If you want to know, ask. How awesome is that? And I felt like her doing so is almost a respect to herself, to her personal life, to her boundaries, and to the way that she wants to live her life. I think social media can get chalked up a lot to being the end-all be-all of all things. And it's not... It's not everything. It's just a morsel, a tiny little droplet of the whole ocean that is our lives. And what we choose to do with that is entirely up to us. How we choose to navigate our lives is entirely up to us. We get the choice every single day to choose how we show up, if we show up, or if we don't show up on social media. And I hope you know that never takes away from your situation, that never takes away from your circumstance, and it never ever takes away from your identity or your purpose in life. Just because you're not on the grid doesn't mean you don't exist. If anything, it just makes you that much more interesting to everyone around you and everyone that gets to know you because when they meet you, they've got to learn it all. I've learned to value the art of falling in love with life offline. I've learned to also value the art of living life behind the scenes and living life low-key, unfiltered, unprocessed, unshared, unposted. This doesn't mean I don't post on social media, and it doesn't mean I won't post on social media, but this season of life has been exceptionally special to me. I've really, really loved each and every moment I've spent just soaking in life 
and not sharing it. I really love the fact that I don't have to invite everyone into my personal space for it to exist and for it to feel valid to me. For the longest time, I felt like I needed that validation for it to be important, for it to be valued, for it to be seen and heard, for people to see that I was up to something great. And you can be up to great things and not everybody know about it. It's possible, guys, and it's really freaking great. And I promise you, you still exist, you still matter, and you're still living your best life, even off the gram and off the grid. It feels so good to be back behind the mic and to really have something to talk about. I really love resonating with you guys, reaching you guys, and hitting different topics, uh, different ebbs and flows and seasons of my life. I love to bring that to you. If you guys have anything you want to hear about, you want to talk about, you want to chat about, let me know. I hope you guys have the best week ever and I'm so pumped it's summer. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Real and Relentless. I can't wait for you guys to join me next week on the podcast. Don't forget to check my links to support the Black Lives Matter movement. I hope you guys have a great day.